Hey, listeners, we hey. hey, are you a listener? Oh, I, yeah, I might be. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some shows that we want to talk about. Some of them are new shows. Oh, 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 oh. Mm-hmm. and we'll let you know if you should continue to watch those or at least our viewpoint from them. And we also have some returning shows that we have yet to talk about since its previous season. So buckle up. Here we go. Let's start with a highly anticipated return, and that's FX's Legion. Uh, all critics across the board, Whoa. everybody including you, ah. can't nail this one down. <laughs> Not that you don't like it, but it's like, what exactly is happening here? Yeah. And then most of, most of the critics say, I don't care, I'm enjoying it. Yes. <laughs> that's what you end up doing, just throwing your hands up and go, let me just lean back in my couch and enjoy it. So true. And, you know, I watched the show with my brother, and he has come to that clarity after I've guided him. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know, he's someone who's like, wait, does this mean this? Does this mean that? I'm like, look, I don't know it neither to you. <laughs> Just let it wash over you. And I will tell everybody, in this age of TV, which is only going to get worse, we yep. have all of these options. You're watching a lot of stuff. Don't worry about memorizing. They're not paying you. Ooh. It's their job to remind you when you watch the next episode or forget it. (laughs) Now, when it comes to Legion, the character himself, because he's not quite sure, or maybe he is, but we're not sure that we should be sure of what he's sure of. Uh Uh-oh. That's what leads to the problem where you just can't quite be comfortable with what what the information is that you're being given. Mm -hmm. So that is a part of the show and it should be a part of the show. Now, Legion is the son of Professor X. Yes, X-Men, we're talking. X-Men, that's right. Let's see, I'm in my own bubble. Yes, you are. We just have to remember, because it's been a little bit. It has. And after the first season, there was this entity, malevolent entity, that was in his brain, because Legion has, it's just like Professor X. Okay, so- superior psychops, uh, psychic uh, and mental- uh, Yes, like- telekinesis, all of that. Yes, yeah, I mean, it's it's off the charts. Yes, it can communicate to you without via thought, all of that. Okay, so this entity doesn't have his body, so he was using Legion to just, you know, hide out and, and take energy away and get stronger and get stronger. So at the end of the first season, we see how this entity gets out of Legion's brain into someone else's. And this entity wants to find its body. So in season two, we see the aftermath of this. We see how the team that was helping Legion and hiding Legion essentially from these other people. Well, now they are kind of working together. Oh. And they're trying to get this entity. Now the question is, is that the right way to go? Because what we learned early on in season two is that there's an even worse entity out there, or is there? See, that's the question. So people who were villains before are now friends and friends you can't, you have to lie to. It's all of this stuff going on in season two. And I'll tell you, once you get to episode two, episode three, everything starts to gel as much as it can for Legion. I'm really enjoying being confused, (laughs) but confused in a way that's appropriate. 
I have an idea of where it could go, and I know how to watch it. So if you like a show that's gonna visually just be absolutely stunning and unexpected, you never know how they're gonna present ideas visually. Yeah. It's yeah. always an adventure that way, where you have actors who know what they're talking about. I don't know how, but they do. <laughs> and you have writers who know what they're doing. Noah Hawley, who uh, developed this for FX, also was behind developing Fargo for FX. This is a smart guy. Yeah. It's a smart show. It does take work to watch. But if you like what I've said, it is worth it. Oh, nice. Moving on to TBS. Yeah, what? we don't, We I know, we don't talk about that uh, that particular station as much, but they have a new show out called The Last OG. <laughs> We're talking about a comedy here. It's TBS for the most part. That's, wait, what's their tagline? It's funny or something so, something so funny. Tracy Morgan, <laughs> Tracy Morgan, Cedric the Entertainer, Tiffany Haddish, yeah, makes an appearance. Appearance. We've got a guy who's mm -hmm. been in prison, yes. and now he's out. And again, we the the headliner here is Tracy Morgan. So you could imagine him returning <laughs> With the cornrow wig on. Yeah. Yes, <laughs> imagine him returning to Brooklyn or wherever, somewhere in New York. It's Brooklyn. Where he's from, mm -hmm. oh, Brooklyn. Yep. And uh, to me, it's got the ingredients of something pretty good. But let's see how that plays out. Well, yeah, so essentially the, the overarching joke is he goes into prison. When he gets out, everything in the neighborhood has changed, but he hasn't. The last OG. There you go. So, you know, chain and all. <laughs> Cornrows and all, you know. So what, what we see in the first episode is he's with his girlfriend and he is, of course, um, Tracy Morgan uh, with Tiffany Haddish. He gets called to the corner. Uh, I believe they're watching like um, the original American Idol or something stupid like that. <laughs> so he gets called to the corner, right? He goes out there. He says, oh, I'm just going to, you know, go to the corner store, whatever. But he ends up in a drug deal. Uh, this is involving, look, I have to say, uh-oh, uh-oh. <laughs> can I just say that he was in, uh, what's that show on Fox that everybody used to like? Empire. Okay. Okay, Malik Yoba. Yes, well, among other things. We've got New York Undercover, we've got... Yeah, I'm just talking about recently. Because okay. I just do want to reach out to Empire and say, you should not have killed him. <laughs> just saying. It was good. And in this show, he's one of the most interesting parts. So he, uh, he essentially is involved in this whole drug thing. I'm not giving it all away. But he doesn't end up going to prison. It's Tracy Morgan who does. Uh-oh. <laughs> yeah. So then he comes back to the neighborhood in Brooklyn after he gets out. He's looking for his girl. But she's now with a white dude. <laughs> They're raising kids together. She's she's now you know in in the upper echelon of business. <laughs> you know it's Tiffany Haddish doing this. Everybody. <laughs> Tiffany Haddish. So he's like, what's what's the deal with that? Malik Yoba's character is successful. <laughs> so wait a minute, don't you owe him something? Okay, he's, he's going to come after that. And the the guy who's in charge of the halfway house that he's living in is um, Cedric the Entertainer. <laughs> So that's the setup, but I do have to confess, it didn't quite work for me. Oh, dang it. 
Yeah, it just didn't. I, I will say, though, again, I like Malik Yoba. I do like what he's doing. And Cedric is always interesting. Yeah. Always interesting. It just, it, it's not, they're not doing enough with it that's novel. It just feels like I, I, I know what's coming before it even comes. Mm. Uh, so that's my problem with it. But it is a success so far. So look, everybody, I will say this. I'm not an easy laugh. So if you're someone who is, you know, looking for a laugh, you're going to find it here. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to stop you. It just takes more for me to find it funny. Ooh, nice. Well, I think I might check it out. Maybe I will forge through it and try and get some laughter going here. Let's <laughs> move on to uh, another series. Now, this is BBC America. Mm-hmm. It apparently is so good that it's been renewed for a second season. Before it even premiered! Yeah. And we're talking about Killing Eve. I don't know why I got so excited there. (laughs) Maybe you were involved. Are you a producer? (laughs) (laughs) That was strange. I just really lost it. But Killing Eve, um, not all about Eve, but killing her. Oh. Uh, Listen, we don't talk a lot about BBC America. Yeah. We used to, but we haven't in a while. So do tell. Pre-tell. Well, yes. Now, Killing Eve. Oh, there we are. There we are. But it, it stars Sandra Oh, and she's Sandra Oh. She's not doing British. No. Okay. All she's right. playing a Canadian who has ties in the Great Britain. In Great Britain, she talks about that. That's explained, I believe, in the second episode. Um, and she works there as an MI5 officer. Now, MI5, I believe, is like our FBI in the States. Okay, I was going to ask. And MI6 is like the CIA. Got it. In the States. And that's important because she ends up working with MI6 secretly. And I'll tell you what happens. So she is this MI5 officer, but she is drawn particularly to female serial killers. Okay. And one of them is on the loose. She has a particular signature, and we see her point of view as well. We see how she works, we see how how she kills, we see who's employing her. So uh, Eve, that Sandra O's character, believes that this serial killer that they're hunting for is a woman. Now, she's not taken seriously except by one of the top people at MI6 who's in charge of this. So this woman is like, why do you believe that she, you know, we get that kind of Hurt. She gives her that look like, hmm, maybe you're on to something. So this leads Eve into doing some things that gets her fired. Oh. Yes. Sandra O. Oh. Sandra O. Oh. So that makes her available to work as a shadow agent for MI6, hunting down this serial killer. Now, does the serial killer know about Eve as well? That's the question. Because Eve doesn't has an idea of who it is, not quite sure. So it's this whole cat and mouse game and we're seeing both sides, but they don't see each other. Okay. Now, this sounds like, okay, we've seen this kind of thing before maybe. It's a detective kind of thing. We're hunting for a serial killer. But what does make it different and you'll see, oh, it's women, forget that. What makes it different is that Sandra O is the person on the hunt. And she brings her wonderful perspective to this character. Uh She's having so much fun. 
playing this role. You can just feel it, and that's right for the character. The character has just had, had so much fun with serial killers, it's crazy. Wow. So that's the hook here, that's what makes it unique, and that's what keeps me watching. Is it stylish enough? Yes. Is it written well enough? Of course. But Sandra O oh to me is the reason really that you should watch this instead of thinking, okay, this is just another one of these kind of shows. Okay, interesting. Maybe I'll check it out. Mm -hmm. Let's go to uh, Netflix's new, I mean, Netflix is churning them out like left and right. Tons and tons and tons of shows. Yeah. Uh, TV shows, movies. I can't quite keep up. This no one, one slipped. This one slipped by me. Lost in Space, mm. which is actually a remix of what that show in the sixties. Yeah. It's Danger Will Robinson. There you go. Yeah. Um. Here we are. Twenty eighteen. <laughs> Lost in Space. Is it relevant? Is it something we should be watching? Is it something that we need to? set aside some time to mm, to watch well you know that i was really enthralled oh there we are by star trek discovery yes you were captivated yeah so this is the perfect little show to come along to give me a little bit of my fix mm -hmm. is it star trek discovery no it's lost in space now if you don't know about Lost in Space. There's the family Robinsons, the Robinsons. They ha are leaving Earth to go to another galaxy, another planet, I believe. I don't even remember, and I'm watching the show right now. I believe there's something going on with Earth where things are dying and you know all of that. So people have to leave. They are not the first ones to get off of the planet. So you have to go through all of this training and pass a test in order to be eligible to leave Earth. Mm -hmm. So this is not the first time this has happened. They're now going in another wave of people. Along the way though, something happens that throws them off course. They have to escape the, the vehicle, the large vehicle that has everybody in it and get into their individual uh, crafts and go to the, a nearby planet. Huh. So they're all landing there and not everybody makes it. Oh boy. Now, this planet, they have, they have not researched. They don't know anything about it. You know, so of course they are in their space suits. When they get out, can they breathe the air? Is it hostile, etc.? Well, they find that this is a Goldilocks planet. And the Goldilocks planet, everybody, if you don't know what that is, it's like Earth. It's in a habitable zone around a galaxy's uh, or sun or solar system sun, I should say. Uh-huh. So that's where it is. Now, these planets are not easy to find, if you know anything about science. They're searching for them all the time, and they find them. Uh, so they get there, they get to this one, what's going on? It seems too good to be true. Uh-oh. And then we see a series of problems that happen, which suggests that maybe they need to get off of the planet. Oh, boy. Now, there is a robot figure that's involved here that causes some of the problems. Can they trust this robot or is it an alien? What is this, Prometheus? Look, no, it's not. <laughs> and then what are the repercussions of that? Because there are still, I don't care who's leaving Earth, you're taking human DNA with you. And we have all the same problems with humans. So we see the kids of the family, their relationship, the youngest son has his own thing that's going on. He has a connection to this alien robot thing. The parents have their own struggles in their relationship. 
He has two older sisters, okay? And then we have these other people they encounter along the way, in particular, a doctor. And the doctor is played by Parker Posey. Yeah. Now, if you know, oh, 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 you know Parker okay. Posey, you know something's up. Yeah, it is. And that is where we are. So I will say, without giving everything away, that they have done a good job of updating the show for now. Um, that's one thing that I was watching for. It, they took a lot of the cheese out of it. Uh, it looks great. And I think that they do a, a, a pretty good job of giving you enough to keep watching. Enough revelations, enough uh, exciting things to look at. Uh, I will say it is 10 episodes. It probably would have worked better as eight. Oh, okay. That's my knock. And, and times it gets elongated, but then every now and then they come up with something that really works. I mean, even having a sense of humor here and there. So if you are interested in another space odyssey, why not check this out? Um, it is about a family. So if you're thinking about, well, can I watch this with my family? It would be the same question to ask uh, if you said, would I watch Star Wars with my family? Oh, okay. So oh, that's about the level. It's not for really young kids, um, but it's not completely in the adult territory either. Got it. That's great. Let's move on to now here. Let's mm -hmm. be honest. First yep. of all, Cinemax has come up with some original series of things and it's been a hit and miss yeah. for the most part. The Nick, which was on Cinemax, oh. didn't quite make it to oh. its third season, I believe, or fourth Why? season. Why? Um, but now they're here dishing out yet another show, Relic. Mm -hmm. And this is interesting to you, Critic, because this is from the creators, The Missing, which oh. you you can't hardly get enough of. Mm. It's no longer um, active, but you really enjoyed The Missing. And now they've come up with Relic. Yeah, look, check out The Missing. It's on Netflix. Yeah. Uh, in addition, we've talked about it before, Happy Valley. Yeah. Okay, check that out. And The Fall. Oh, gosh. Th those are your three. <laughs> <laughs> those are your three. So here we are with Relic. Is it worth it? We talked about Killing Eve, right? Yeah. yeah. We're going to do these kinds of shows. You better have a hook. The hook in Relic is this. It goes backwards. Hmm. So Relic is spelled R-E-L-L-I-K. If you uh -huh. go backwards, it's killer. Yep. So that's... I, know, the, I noticed that extra L. I was like, oh. Yes. Yeah. So that's the point here. So we start with the murder oh, wow. of someone. And we work back. And they, of course, go back in segments. And you see where you reverse... They do the whole reverse thing. You go back. You go, okay, okay, I'm going back. So the first episode, you kind of have to learn the rhythms, how to watch it. Yeah. And they tell you how far back you go, too. Oh, so you're not just in the wind. Mm-hmm. So it. the whole show is working in reverse. The whole thing. Mm. Uh, so that would be the hook. Now, you might be thinking, isn't that like Memento? Yeah, yeah. But Memento, the extra thing in Memento is that uh, Guy Pierce's character had a memory problem. Right. <laughs> he had right. no short-term memory. So we kind of knew things he didn't know, and it, it was just more complex because, of course, Chris Nolan and his brother was behind that. Yeah. So this is not as complex as that. It, and that, to me, is the knock. Got it. So it's just like, okay, I'm watching 
what happens is there's this killer, of course. Uh, there's a detective investigating. Uh, the detective was actually one of the victims from this serial killer who likes to throw acid on people. Oh, jeez, I hate those. Yeah, so, you know, this we see the detective with his face scarred. And we work oh. back, so we're going to see what, what caused that. Because the point of the show is um, all about causality. Uh -huh. Does understanding how things connect, does that matter? Does that give you meaning, et cetera? So that's the whole premise. Uh -huh. uh, for me, it's good, but it's not good enough for me to watch it on a oh. consistent basis. Yeah. Oh, any key players uh, that we know or? Um, well, Richard Dormer, I will say, is a character here. He was in Game of Thrones as Beric Dondarrion. So if you're a Game of Throner, there that is. Patterson Joseph, I do have to say, um, he was Holy Wayne in The Leftovers and he is now in Timeless. And yeah. so anytime I see him, I have a nice laugh. So it's nice to see him there. Uh, otherwise, oh, Ray Stevenson, who was in Rome. One of my favorite characters in Rome, Titus Pullo, he is in it. Uh, so yeah, we have some British actors here who if you've watched some of those shows, you know, but they're not like household names. Gotcha. Yeah. All right. Well, let's end it with this. Mm -hmm. AMC is oh. basically the channel of The Walking Dead. Mm, the Walking <laughs> I mean, Dead, The Talking Dead. The Talking, the, you know, there's an online, it's just The mm -hmm. Walking Dead has kind of taken over. Mad Men has taken it, you know, its course. Now it's just, <laughs> it's, it's The Walking Dead. Well, they have <laughs> Fear the Walking Dead, yeah. which is sort of a, a, a prequel to The Walking Dead, but in a, in a different area. Now, I heard from a little birdie Mm. that we're finally getting connected somehow yeah. with The Walking Dead, yeah. which had its season finale uh, as of taping last week. Mm -hmm. And then we've got Fear the Walking Dead, which came on right after it. Now, please tease us, tell us, share mm -hmm. how we're finally getting connected. So we talked about the season finale for The Walking Dead, right? Megan was handled episode, yeah. Right? Yeah. in some way. Well, now, one of the characters in Rick's group, Morgan, um, he decides to leave everybody. He he's walks west, walks, drives, runs west <laughs> away from these people. Uh, now, one of the major themes of The Walking Dead and Fear the Walking Dead is, you know, what is it to be human? What does that mean? And what is it to lose your humanity? Yeah. Um, so we have a lot of characters wrestling with that. And I, in a lot of moments, I roll my eyes. <laughs> yeah. Because there's an assumption that humans cannot adapt to their environment, which is ridiculous. Humans will adapt real fast if they yeah. see some walking zombies. Let me tell you. <laughs> It'll happen real fast. And if someone's trying to kill you all over the place, you're not going to have a lot of time mourning that you have to kill them back. I mean, this is ridiculous. But one thing that we do have to mention as critics is that whenever you're watching whatever you're watching, whether it's a contemporary show, period piece, or whatever else, the time period it's created in affects the show. Yeah. So any show that you watch, it doesn't matter what the timing is, is really an, uh, a reflection of the time period in which it's created. Yeah. So that's the thing that's going on here, and I just find it kind of ridiculous. So Morgan is in this crisis. He wants to be alone. This is nothing new for this kind of uh, show. 
but he walks, runs, and drives his way into Fear the Walking Dead. And now we're connected. Now we're connected. And I watching the first episode, because you know I don't read anything about stuff before I watch. Mm-hmm. I was like, wait, are we now caught up? <laughs> right, <laughs> that's the question, because Fear of the Walking Dead happened before. Yes. So the Walking Dead. So now they caught up. Mm. And we meet new characters along with Morgan. So he doesn't even meet the old cast of Fear the Walking Dead until a certain moment. I won't tell you when. Uh-oh. And the question is, when he encounters these people, what is the relationship? Okay. Now, I will say this. I did not mind this first episode of season four from Fear the Walking Dead. I did not mind going with Morgan, meeting these new characters, having them try to figure out whether, okay, can we trust each other or not, especially Morgan. He meets a reporter, <laughs> for instance, and she's like, you know, tell me your story. What? He's like, uh, we don't need reporters anymore. <laughs> you know? Right, what are we doing? <laughs> so, I mean, but see, that kind of thing has, that's when I go, okay, writers are thinking here. Uh-huh. Cause that's exactly what somebody would say. What do you mean you're a reporter? So, but she explains that he meets another guy, etc. And again, this leads to some, you know, problems. They meet some other people who, of course, aren't savory characters. Yeah. So, if you've been watching Fear the Walking Dead and you've been on the fence, because I'm on the fence with this show, as of now, they're still coming up with something that suggests that I should still watch. But I will say this, I am watching for some nonsense, or some more whining and crying from someone. If I get enough of that, I'm done. Because I can only take one of these shows. I can't have everybody whining and crying and, and worrying about, oh, ooh, I have to do this, I have to do that. But grow up, be a human, your environment has changed, survive. That's what all beings on the planet do, and in the universe. Next. Oh, and on that note, there is no next. (laughs) I fear that this has ended. Listen, again, these are shows that just started not too long ago, maybe one or two, maybe even three episodes in so you can catch up with the critic and see if he's spot on for you or if you possibly disagree. Hey, reach out. He's He's on Twitter. We're on Twitter. We're on, you know, we're on social media. So if you don't care for what he's saying, let him know and i'm sure he'll have something savory to say back to you (laughs) but hey keep it locked in on why watch that we've got you covered